0: Formula One racing is very much like a war planning. We win and we lose together, just take it one by one. Let's crush them.
1: And it's lights out and away
0: we go!
2: And welcome to a special bonus episode of You Love to See It. The podcast, of course, where we watch TV shows and movies and tell you all about them. I am your host, Danielle Riendo, and I am beyond excited to talk about what we're talking about today. Race weekend just ended. 2021 season of Formula One is in effect. And we have all just watched Drive to Survive Season 3, which of course is the third season of... Netflix's uh, documentary series produced in collaboration between Netflix, of course, and Formula One to give a behind-the-scenes look at the drivers and races of the Formula One World Championship. In uh, in P1 here, we've got Paul Tamayo, our producer, and also uh, so like a mechanic and a driver today, also on the panel today.
3: Wow, I'm honored to be in P1. Also, thanks to Merit for letting me borrow her car, her car for today. It's a little, uh, <laughs> I'm a little too small for it, but, you know, it, I'll make it work. <laughs>
2: You had to wear the size 10 boots or whatever instead of the size 12. (laughs) That's a George Russell joke. That's good that we're starting off in a beautiful place. Uh, Team principal LB Hug Tears is also here today.
0: Hello. I'm going to give it my best. Yeah. And that's all I can do.
2: I think that's beautiful. That's a beautiful statement.
0: Then I look soullessly at the camera.
2: (laughs) it holds uncomfortably for a few frames more than perhaps you wanted it to we yeah. also have race steward Fernanda Proches Fernanda oh, I'm a how are steward. you i
4: steward I was planning on doing like a Ricardo thing when I'm a steward no
2: so. no no oh
4: I I, I just so, heard in my enough. ear
2: <laughs> uh actually uh actually on the grid a steward and also a driver go okay. ahead go for it
4: yes uh hello I'm Fernanda I'm successful and extremely good looking hi everyone <laughs>
2: It's so hard to be humble. It's so hard. hard humble. It's hard. I
4: manage, though. Like, it takes effort. But
2: uh. <laughs> uh, So to start off today, I just wanted to ask uh, what your familiarity with the series is and what your familiarity with F1 is, because those are two different things, hilariously. Yeah. This is basically a reality TV show that does... Take some liberties, let's say. It Mm -hmm. is certainly a, you know, a docudrama kind of production, but it takes some liberties a little bit with what, Mm -hmm. you know, the events of the races. So, LB, I want to start with you. Uh, As a team principal, what's your uh, familiarity with the sport itself, like the the regular season itself, and with this show, with Drive to Survive?
0: So, uh, I am married. Um, I... Was never a sports person. Okay. It's definitely not a motorsports person. But my spouse, Robbie, who is actually listening to this podcast for the oh first way. time, Robbie is going to listen to a fan fanbite podcast. Oh I'm my so excited. God. Hey.
2: Um, Hi, Robbie.
4: <laughs> uh, Sorry, we, Robbie, in advance for what you No, about He's to so psyched.
0: I'll, everything I'm about to say, like, like, I wrote down all his opinions, and I'm going to use them as my own. I'm really excited. <laughs> oh, my God, I love it. Uh, he, he's been watching Formula One, like, off and on since the 90s. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he kind of got me into it in the last couple of years. But I've never – I never. he watched the Netflix show without me um, mm-hmm. when I was doing other stuff. And, like, I would sit in and, like, make a comment and be like – who's this dipshit and they were like I'd be like oh who's this hunk like you know yeah and I like have my favorites and I've watched races but uh yeah this was my first time actually watching like the full season and we watched it together and it was really fun and I got a lot of good insights uh yeah
2: that's awesome that's really really good okay uh p1 Paul how about you what's your what's your history with both of these
3: Oh, uh, so yeah. I mean, I've I've played. I, I kind of like have always secretly been into motorsports by way of video games. Like, I sure. when I was a uh, oh. when I was super super young, when I was much younger on the PS2, uh, I spent a lot of time in Gran Turismo three, and as a result, just like since then, have always played like racing games. And um, I've always known about like you know car like motorsports stuff by way of like the hundreds of hours I poured into you know, getting the right braking mm-hmm. license or making sure that <laughs> I had the right carburetor or, or whatever transmission part. Um, but I never really got into motorsports until, um, I want to say like in the past like decade or so, like with I kind of like, um, along, like alongside the rise of, of Hamilton, because that, for me, that was obviously like a big deal. Like, oh, yeah. cool. There's yeah. like this, this young black driver who was like dominating the sport. You know, I, I was kind of vaguely interested in it, but it was also the uh, the Letterman show where he had Hamilton on as a guest, mm-hmm, that yeah. really piqued my interest. And because of that, I've added F1 uh, or Formula One Draft to survive to my queue. And it wasn't until like a couple of weeks back, I feel like maybe a month r- ago or so that I just turned it on one day. And I always knew that if I like, you know, if I started heading down that road, I would like dive in head first. And I am like <laughs> in the deep end, like at the bottom <laughs> of the pool trying to like get whatever I can. So now I'm like, Subscribe to twenty different YouTube channels. I listen yes. to like two different podcasts. I have the F one video game. I like know <clears throat> the Bahrain track a- a- ahead of like the, the well. Actually, it just happened this weekend. So uh, yeah. yeah, I forget that it happened on uh, Sunday yesterday. Yeah. So um, yeah, so that's kind of where I'm at. And I, and at, like like you said, I think Drive to Survive also perfectly aligns with my love of reality TV. Yeah, which uh, this yeah. is a perfect combination of the two.
4: Yeah. It sure is. Yeah. Fernanda, how about you? So I, obviously I'm Brazilian, as I mentioned in every single episode, (laughs) I guess that's my thing. Uh, So in there, there is like a strong sort of, there was for for a while, like a very strong uh, Formula One thing because Senna uh Ayrton senna yeah. as we all know is is brazilian and and he was huge uh but when he died i was very uh young because i'm just a uh, youth uh i'm extremely <laughs> full of youth as we all know um he died i think in 94 if i'm not mistaken 94 or 95 and i i was a kid i was like 5 or 4 i remember the impact it had it was huge and But then I never really liked the culture of Formula One. I just remember like my dad waking me up on Sunday mornings to watch races. I didn't like it. I thought it was boring. (laughs) And then I started working in sports, and the people who cover, who talked about Formula One or defended a lot in the newsrooms were not necessarily the people I liked the most. Sometimes, Uh, and and it, it was not a thing that I enjoyed. Like I actively thought it was. I didn't like it. I thought it was just a bunch of white dudes, and it is. Uh, but then I came to I came to Mexico, uh, where I am currently living with my partner. And he is obsessed with Formula One. His family, his dad was a Formula One. Like, he worked at, not Formula One, like, auto racing in general. He was an engineer, like, of cars. Oh, wow. Like, Whoa. that's his thing. Oh. Yeah, he lived in the U.S. for a long time. Traveling through the US to do cars and then that's uh, a big reason of why my partner speaks English because he was like he would go see his dad and like watch the races and stuff oh, wow. not Formula 1 specifically but like auto racing yeah sure. it's like very deep in his family he knows a lot about it and then we the show like was on Netflix and he was like well knowing you I think you might actually enjoy the show <laughs> even though you don't like the sport necessarily so I begrudgingly started watching and <laughs> Three episodes in, I was in poll mode. I was obsessed. <laughs> yes. I was reading all about it. I was like, I love these extremely rich boys yep. who are detestable, but oh, I yeah. love them. Yeah. I want to hang out with them. I have inappropriate, lustful feelings towards some of them. Mm-hmm. This is not a lot because they're very young, too. So that's disturbing. I, I... I despise some of them and love some of them at the same time. Uh, it's yep. just a very weird thing. So, I, I, yeah, I dove right in. And then I started watching Formula One 2 with uh, my partner Rodrigo. And it was kind of like a double-edged sword having him around as I watched the show. Because he knows a lot, which is good. But he knows a lot, which is bad. I get lessons mm. yeah. With, yeah. <laughs> with every episode. Uh, but that, that's been my experience. And then I just binged on the whole thing. The first two seasons kind of started watching. I think that se- season two had just come out when I first started watching mm. the first one. I binged on the whole thing and uh, got really, really excited about season three. Oh, that's...
2: Oh, that's awesome. My origin story with F1 is a little bit funny and slightly off color, but I don't think it's too gross. So I'll, I'll just recount it. So when this, when the first season came out, what was it? Three years ago? I think it was two, no, two years ago or so. It was March two years ago. And I was on a shift. I was on a, an ambulance shift. I promise this isn't too gross. It's more funny than gross. Um, and I, it was a really, really slow night, which we had, you know, March 2019, not every night was too exciting. That changed obviously last year, but, uh, you know, and I was back at my base and we had like gotten some food, I think. And we were just like, you know, we go back to our base to like go to the bathroom or get food or sometimes to like, you know, swap out equipment, stuff like that. Somebody was in the bathroom for a really long time, (laughs) like a really, 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 really long time. And to the point where it was kind of funny. Like again, nothing gross, nothing bad was happening. Somebody was just having some time in there, right? Some private time. And mm. one of my uh I wasn't working with him that night, but he was another member at my ambulance corps was watching Drive to Survive and he was showing his girlfriend why it was such a cool sport he's like do you know these guys pull all these g's when they're going around oh my god he was like so passionate and so excited about it and his girlfriend who i believe was pregnant at the time was just like okay yeah this is cool you know whatever but it worked on me maybe not the girlfriend so much but on me like him being so passionate and me waiting so long for the bathroom i just like basically sat down on the couch And, like, because somebody was in there for so long, I was like, I'm going to give that another 10 minutes after, you know, they're done in there. Just to, like, you know, let's let the air clear, literally. Yeah, yeah. I became obsessed that, like, that night after my shift, I went home. This is beautiful. (laughs) I'm obsessed with this (laughs) story. I went home. I started watching it. And I became a huge fan. And at the time, I obviously, I worked with Rob Zachney, who uh, does a Formula One podcast. He he does the Mm. Shift F1 podcast. So, of course, I started listening to that. And we talked about it a little bit on uh, Waypoint Radio at the time. We talked a little bit. He was so happy that I became a fan. Like, he was just like, oh, my God. (laughs) Because he's, like, a huge fan and has been one since the 90s. And, of course, to the point where he's on an F1 podcast. Uh, Mm. And so I became a huge fan. I became obsessed with the show. Uh and but didn't like obsess over the actual sport yet. It was more like I love the show. This is so much fun. Um, but I had always has the had those really negative connotations about it as well, Fernanda. Like you were saying, like this is just a bunch of rich assholes. And I never like <laughs> liked the idea of car racing. I was Damn. this is nerdy as shit, but I was a a, mm-hmm. a, a runner. I was a competitive runner. Mm-hmm. I ran cross country. Uh, in high school and college and i was i was good i was i was a captain of my team so like i actually really love going to running races and watching the like heart and soul of a person out there you know like at the finish line like to me that's racing like in my brain that's racing like mm-hmm. it's it's a person mm-hmm. using their body to the utmost of their ability and even if they're not very good it doesn't matter cuz everybody looks like a winner at the finish line like does not matter if it took you Six hours to run a marathon, I don't care. Like, you're a winner at that finish line, right? The idea of it being like, oh, whatever, cars, like, it just didn't appeal to me, right? This made it appeal to me uh, through partially the melodrama, Mm -hmm. you know, partially the boys that you hate and also love, but some of them you love and some of them you hate and some of them you do both. And partially Mm -hmm. because this is just such a wonderfully constructed thing. And as time went on, I became, like, an actual F1 fan. Like, this is the first season of this show I've watched where I'm an actual F1 fan, where I watched every race. And, like, I will put on a race, I will get on my treadmill, and it will make me run faster. (laughs) So it's, like... That's so cool. Yeah, I literally, when I'm, like, I need to do some nasty hills, I will put on a race and be, like, I'm doing it for you, Lando, and, like, get up (laughs) that hill, you know? Uh, So, I mean, I don't actually feel that way about Lando Norris. He's, like... I could be his mother, literally. So, like, I'm not, <laughs> well, I'm not trying am, to say I, that. But, I yeah.
0: did literally give birth to him. I don't know if you need that. That's another <laughs> connection of uh, one. Congrats, Is that Ellie. I personally gave birth to him Norris. <laughs> Good. Uh, I, I am only 10 years older than him, but, like, it's a whole time travel thing. Like, it's very complex. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> yeah. Um, I'm also not rich or British, but, like, we figured it out, <laughs> Right you now. No, you figured it out. Because he's my son. It's be it's And I would do anything beautiful. for him. Actually... <laughs> my uh, spoiled up.
3: boy. R- real quick, but <laughs> yeah. I... Daniel, I, I like 100% agree, like but before I kind of watched the show and, and got into F1 heavy, like now I have a F1 pro TV subscription and I've watched yes! the entire 2020 Save. season. I'm watching documentaries about Ayrton Senna and, and yeah. Niki Lauda and all these other folks. And I'm doing my homework now, but before I didn't really get into motorsports, mostly because to me, it always felt like, all right, the folks who have the most money, who can put the, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. the most parts into their mm-hmm. car are the winners. And to me, that just felt like, I don't know. It just didn't feel like something that I wanted to watch. It just felt kind of whack to me. But yeah, um, yeah, but the more I've like learned about it, obviously the, the, the more intricate I've learned it is and, and how beautifully delicate it all is when it, when it fits together. And and even when it breaks, it's, it's fun to watch and, um, so yeah, I, I 100% agree with that. I, I was always like, Ugh, motorsports that that sounds kind of lame, and now I'm like, motorsports mm-hmm. is the best thing ever. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I didn't know they did it. Like, I only knew about NASCAR and then like racing in the streets because, like, yeah. I was sure. in LA. <laughs> I was born in '89. Like, I grew up yeah. in like a very, very, very big boom in terms of like uh, you know affordable imports and street racing in LA. Um, so I've like never been to a street race. I don't know any street racers, but like I, the sounds of, of like uh, a fucked up amazing Honda going really, 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 really fast past my house. was like a normal part of the soundtrack of my life in my childhood. Um, so when I think of racing, I think of stuff like that or NASCAR where you're just going in fucking boring circles. I didn't know (laughs) there were cool tracks where it was like. Uh, more dynamic than nascar but also not uh as endangering the lives of every, <laughs> everyone in a city Street yes. yeah. um which is like i obviously i would love to go like go to a street race but i don't fucking know how to do that i'm scared it's well, I, scary I, I,
3: have, I have allegedly been to several in my life but uh really yeah
0: oh, i mean i guess i like i i've witnessed a few very fast very quickly as yeah. they've gone All past the like, i hear them yeah. Yeah. Oh no! Just on the street, like Uh-oh. I hear that people race even during, actually, especially during COVID, it was became a lot more noticeable because traffic was way less. I'd say, uh, I'd, like I hear a race maybe a few times a month. Mm-hmm. Wow, go past where I live. Um, yeah. Wow, <laughs> that's a lot of action. <laughs> Damn. Um. Yeah. Is that that's so cool, Paul? You're so cool. Yeah, you're so cool with your McLaren uh, well, I, hat too. I, I, I didn't race.
3: Up. I definitely wasn't one of the cool ones that race. I just was like, I knew somebody who was like, "Hey, we're gonna go to you know this street where they do it," and I was like, "All right, I'm cool. I'm, I'm, let's do it." But I was, I'm no, I'm dude, I'm not good. I, as much as I love motorsports and racing, nope, not. Good. I mean, maybe yeah. if it was a closed track, and <laughs> yeah, I, you know, even do then, bit, <laughs> even then, I'm like, I don't know.
2: I'd, I'd still was, be I'd, hiding somewhere. Like I'd be, yeah. I'd be like hiding behind like the safest looking barrier. And I would also bring all my EMS materials and just be like, okay, okay.
0: <laughs> I can't, I can't go over. Like I can't go over 90 miles an hour. Like I, like at, yeah, just, at that point I just can't do it. It's just too fast for me. Yeah. I and they're scared. taking I'm turns. I'm terrible. Like, yeah. <laughs> no. It's yeah.
4: I'm I can't like, do I'm anti-speed in general. Uh, <laughs> not the drug. I'm pro that I'm kidding. I'm, kids. <laughs> don't do drugs uh, no I'm I'm like uh, I'm scared of high velocity in general as in like in regular cars I don't like it when people drive too fast yeah so I I get anxious just hearing like my whole thing my my the limit to my exposure to speed is well the movie speed and the fast and Furious franchise which is objectively amazing yeah. but like yeah. I feel like if I was in your position Paul I would I would I would cry probably <laughs> be that person like why are you crying? I'm just scared of this situation. <laughs> but you're literally not in a car. I know. It's just. It's just. It's, it's just scary.
3: The other part of it too is, uh, LB. I've I've heard you talk about this on the show before too. But I, I also love driving. Like I really yeah. really love driving. So I can appreciate, mm. you know, what it what those cars can do, and, and yeah, more importantly, sorry. what those drivers can do with those cars. So like from a pure like just fan of like you know engineering and shit like that, like. Also the son of a mechanical engineer, so I've spent countless hours of you know looking over my dad's shoulder while he was in like AutoCAD and stuff you know making parts for planes and shit so i I've always been around that part of it, and to me that's also the other half that that makes it so beautiful that drive to survive barely touches, <laughs> which right. is yeah. fine yeah. but yeah.
4: yeah because it is the it's not it's the audience right like right. And that's the to me. Uh, I don't have that link that you have. So for me, it was kind of the op- why the reason why I like the show is because like what I felt was missing for me to get interested in Formula One. I always felt like I don't know if it makes any sense, but it felt impersonal. Like, Absolutely. I yeah. 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 Right. Like the interviews, they always felt like very um, you know tame. Everything felt tame. No- nothing like stood out. I wasn't reading about this drama. The only thing that really made the news or the highlights or whatever when was when bad shit happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like, right. So I, when I first started watching the show, I remember just turning to a and being like, are they like legitimately just spilling the tea like this in front of cameras? <laughs> yeah. Because you had yeah. racers talking about like the drivers talking about their managers and the teams in a way that like I had never seen before. And that's what's it's what drew me to it because I personally, and I think a lot of us have different facets of our sports fandom, right? Yeah. Like, I personally like the people and the stories. So if I don't have it, it's very hard for me to just be engaged uh, in the action itself, which is an interesting thing for a sports journalist to say, but it's no, life. It. And then, like, sense. this...
2: It makes sense to me anyway, that's,
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah well, you're a sports journalist. All of us have it. Like, you do... Yeah. Like, you're literally, like, part of that job... I mean, okay, part, I guess some sports journalists will just report numbers um, mm-hmm. and statistics, but, like, the majority of a sports journalist's job is looking at something and being like, I need to create a story around this and tell it with words what has just happened in yeah. with in <laughs> mm-hmm. physical action. Yeah. Um. I, I need to convey this in, a, like, a way that, you know, has the what actually happened, but also, like, an emotional and human element. So, like, that makes the most sense to me.
4: And I feel like that's what the show kind of yeah, wants to do, right? Does. Like that's what they want to appeal to. I think I know hardcore fans li- like, like, uh- um, Rodrigo, he, he loves it, and he's a hardcore fan. He can understand that, well, like, there are things I won't get from this show that yeah. uh, I'll yeah. get somewhere else, right? Uh, Paul, you're just saying you subscribe to a thousand different things, and I'm sure all of them appeal to your f- uh, fandom in a different way. Mm-hmm. But I, the other day, somebody said it on Twitter to me. I don't even know if they were joking, like, oh, get out. You're not an F1 fan. You're a Drive to Survive fan. And yes, that is absolutely true. I'm a drive to survive fan. I'm not a Formula One fan. And I think like the show kind of appeals to people like me and it's made kind of to That's get what it's for. Like yeah, that's what it's it's for. to get it's to
0: get uh Formula One more popular in regions where it's not popular, but like specifically the United States, but like it's you know, it's
3: it's marketing. Yeah. Oh it's yeah. marketing. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> it's supposed to it's supposed to it's supposed to appeal to like mean, they're not showing fucking uh Carlos Sanz like You know, at the beach in his like shitty little shorts with his, you know, fucking dick bones out, (laughs) trying to appeal to like guys who are very, very, very serious, already super serious about Formula One. Right.
4: Yeah. Right. With this gorgeous stand and that amazing hair and his little full (laughs) lips and this. Okay, I'm going to stop now because I'm getting a little.
2: No, it's okay. We do have a segment Mm -hmm. um, later, uh, which is the most slappable boys.
0: And I also, I also have think my, my top three boys? sexiest noses. Oh,
2: good, good, good. Sexiest noses oh, that's definitely going to yeah. be a, a very, very good, uh, <laughs> I mean, a very good got,
0: one. What actually got me on board initially, what originally piqued my interest, was a picture of Charlotte Claire crying. I mean, like, Ooh, oh, oh. <laughs> this is just like hot little dudes crying in cars. Maybe I'll check this out. So, yeah, this is like a pervert sport as well. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. I gotta
2: Absolutely. Say. Like, this feels like a pervert sport for so many types of it perverts. It really is, yeah. So many types of perverts. There are your, I want to slap them because I want to fuck them perverts. There are the, I just want to fuck them perverts. There are the car perverts. There are yeah, the, the like, fashion boy. pervert. Like every pervert, like has <laughs> yeah. something in this sport. <laughs> oh, the
0: economics
2: perverts. Oh my God. The, the economics are, are the,
0: uh, the rich fail son drama perverts. Oh, oh yes. Um,
4: I mean it's pettiness pervert pettiness pettiness. pervert aggressiveness pervert Uh,
0: I like to watch uh, a French guy just have his heart broken
1: because his favorite
0: driver has left his left his team to the point that he quits his fucking job (laughs) pervert Which I really want to I mean I really do want to talk about the Renault um, storyline in this season I at some think cuz Let's let's bonkers. do it. Let's
2: talk about some of these storylines because mm-hmm. I it's really masterfully woven. Like what do you feel yeah. about reality TV? This is editing at its absolute prime like the way these storylines kind of come out. Do you want to start with that one, Elvie?
0: Okay, sure. So, um I don't remember which episodes it I think it's like pretty early on, because early on in the season, uh Daniel Ricardo, uh, Australian, I think at least a big favorite of everybody on the call, I think. Oh yeah, he's a uh, he's
2: on my slapable list, but I love him as well. So yeah. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. like
0: adorable, wonderful, charming. Um, we're a big Danny Rick household. <laughs> early yeah. on in the season, he was driving for uh Renault, which is a, a French car company that has a F1 team and he announced he was leaving for McLaren. Um, The guy who was running the team, Cyril something, uh, is pretty heartbroken and like says to the camera in his interview segment, like, I'm French, I'm emotional, I'm upset about this and (laughs) like, it's just like making no, like there's no question, he's not pretending, he's not like sad. Yeah. And like throughout... Every time they kind of go to him or they have a, like, you know, they have, like, a renal section, like, they'll be like, well, you know, like I just, maybe, I guess he's still just putting it in for the team. Like, he's so, like, he's processing it visibly yes. through the whole thing. Um, and then it turns out that they've made a bet yes. where if Danny gets a podium that season, uh, Cyril dead. will get, <laughs> Cyril will get his first... Tattoo of tattoo. Daniel Ricciardo tattoo. 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 Uh, <laughs> of Daniel Ricciardo's choosing, and yeah. then it turned out afterwards that Cyril quit the team. <laughs> He's no longer in Formula One, so the heartbreak like led to this, I guess. I don't know. I'm like fascinated by this story, though. Yeah,
2: it's it's so much, and they even show it, like later on in the season they show this like bad tattoo book. It's just oh, like, yeah. what's the worst thing I could get him? And then it's like, you know, they're they're talking about the t- the tattoo and about the like, tattoo? all right, it's something that it needs to give him a laugh, but it can't be too bad. But it's you know, but it has to will have the honey laugh. badger,
0: <laughs> yeah. and we'll make him think of me every time. <laughs> like, it's such a breakup.
2: It's such ankle. a breakup where on they have to ankle. live together like there for is a little also, while. Yeah,
0: when Daniel's looking, when Daniel Ricardo's looking at the bad tattoo book when bad. <laughs> da-do, 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 da-do. Uh, and he says, like, that Homer Simpson one, and it doesn't show it. Yes. What are the odds? Yes. What are the odds? It's that, like, the mons pubis Homer Simpson mouth. Oh, my tattoo. God.
3: Oh.
0: That we've all, I think I've all seen in the Internet in, like, the mid 2000s. The, like, yeah. I think the odds <sighs> are really drives. good. I immediately yelled that that was that one. Anyways. Yeah.
4: <laughs> There's so many. The Christian. Yeah, go, ahead, go ahead. Christian Horner's analogy to that to me was perfect. Like, <laughs> it's like breaking up with your girlfriend and she hasn't moved out of the house. Yes. Yet. yes. yes. And that's something that happens kind of a lot. Yep. Uh, this year it was yeah. worse according to to Rodrigo, that like a lot of people had like already deals with other uh, teams early in the season. But can you imagine? It's so freaking awkward. Yeah.
3: Hey, uh, Horner has a, a really good uh, ability to like pick the perfect metaphor mm-hmm. for for yeah. these things. Like when he, when he talks about like you know these racers, they, they they either swim or or you know they have I forget what he says. I think it's in the first season or the second season um, where he's like, yeah, and if they don't swim you know or if they swim they'll survive and it's it's like it's it's a perfect way to like talk about that sport in particular cuz like mm-hmm. when you look at the track too all the cars just look like a huge like uh school of fish yeah. you know what i mean like they, yeah. it it looks so fast and 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 they're like inches mm-hmm. away from each other and they're going like 200 miles an hour down these straights it is like yeah I, and and the the added like drama of like oh wow like so-and-so just passed the driver who he's replacing next year, and and it's, yep. it's even the commentators on, like, during the races are messier mm-hmm. sometimes oh, yeah. than the actual, like, documentary series, so it's, yeah, it's, it, and, and, yeah, Horner has, like, a really good, uh, he does a really good job of, of conveying that kind of stuff. Christian Spice, yeah. He's kind yeah. of the
4: villain, right? <laughs> like, I feel like he was sort of the villain of, he's always kind of the villain, like, well, he has that, that energy, yeah. I think. Well, I mean, it's like, like the shitster. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's. And it, he's always the one who starts the protest. Like, he's always like picking things for people <laughs> to get yeah, mad at him face about.
0: Too. He makes this like squinty, like sleazy thought. Like, I'm <laughs> thinking that I'm it. a bad guy yeah. at this. He loves, he loves being a little shithead. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. He and Will
2: Buxton have similar energy, to oh, be honest. Big time. Like, Will Buxton, who. I feel like, okay, correct me if I'm wrong, I've only been a fan of this sport for a few years, but I feel like he has leaned into this so hard. Like, he wears, like, snazzier clothes now. He has, like, almost, like, I don't know, like, Perez Hilton, like, kind of, like, he's really getting it. He's really, like, well, you know about this, right? Like, he just is (laughs) leaning into it so much. And it's genuinely really entertaining, even when you, you can absolutely tell uh, that he he really is turning it up a bit. Like, yeah. I don't think that Signs and Norris, for example, no. like actually mm-hmm. had a major rivalry. Of course, they all want to beat each other. So there's no question. And yeah. this is a weird sport mm-hmm. where they do have team orders. They do have like, oh, what's good for the team isn't always best for you. And like, of course, those moments come up. But I think those two are actually just bros who are just like, we're teammates, we're bros. We -hmm. fight it out on on the course. And then otherwise, like, we play fucking video games together because we're 22-year-old boys. Like, that's kind of the actual vibe that you get if you follow their social media or any of that.
0: But that was also, I think, in the episode where they were like... The show, at least, was trying to build up the story of, like, yeah, you know, well, sometimes teams will just retaliate against a driver for being about to leave and, and like, purposefully self-sabotage and try not to get more points. I'm like, that's not true at all. <laughs> right? That's not how this works. <laughs> Why would anyone ever do that? That doesn't make any sense. Like, there's a big difference between being, like, a Red Bull thing where you have two drivers, but, like, you really only care about one. and. yeah. <laughs> and like that's how everything's built. That's how the cars are built. That's how yep. everything is set up to start, and that's how it works every single season. And being like, oh, this guy's leaving. It used to be set up this way, but we're going to change it all so that we do worse. Like that, no, yeah. So, like so, so, like some of the stuff that the show does to amp up the drama is like really fun in a reality TV pr- perspective. Mm-hmm. But like, even with my limited knowledge of the sport and sports and sport thinking doesn't make any sense <laughs> like that didn't make any sense
4: i think one thing that they do with that uh the lendo and the sign sort of dynamic that it does look like it was played up judging by how they interact in real life is touch on what i find to be the most fascinating aspect of it all which is the dynamics between teammates mm. who are also rivals yeah that yeah. they explore so perfectly on episode three with uh <gasps> and hamilton yes. and yes. that's probably my favorite episode and it's not so just good. because we saw Botas's whole ass though that does <laughs> add some points to the episode um but that he he's kind of a muted guy right like we don't he's, know a lot about yeah. Botas's in real life, like I wasn't particularly drawn to him. And and to me, what they did in that episode more successfully was explore that tension of this guy who plays second fiddle to Hamilton, and we all know it. And they ask... Yeah. Uh, um, uh, Toto, Toto, yeah. Toto, yeah. Toto. Yeah, yeah, Toto, Toto Wolf, uh, who also has strong villain energy. Oh my energies, god, like Martin Landau, man. Martin Landau, <laughs> Martin Landau with North
0: by Northwest. <laughs> <laughs> energy, oh goodness. my god,
4: yeah, like, yes, like villainous
0: but yes. sexy and like you're kind of into it, but <laughs> yes. like it's like, no, you're bad, you're
4: bad. <laughs> Nailed it, yes. that is the absolute energy of Toto Wolf, uh, but that he's. And they ask him, right, uh, off camera, like, is Hamilton your first driver? And he's like, fuck you. and Because we all know what's happening. Like, it's obvious. And then at the same time, so you have Bottas, who is a a millionaire probably at this point, who is one of the absolute best drivers in the world, who's, like, out there getting his sauna on and then like hanging out in his beautiful he- home and being one of the best in the world at what he does. And still he's not the best because the person who is the best is this like on his team and they have to be team players, but he also has to think about himself and his career. And how do you even go about team being a team player in a sport that it's like they can just drop you if they find a better yeah. racer. And we've seen that. We saw it with this season when they dropped the Haas drivers, which it's a miracle it hadn't happened before, frankly. But anyway, yeah, and sadly it, it, yeah. So it's, to me, like that was the whole uh, to me, that was the most dynamic, honestly, the most interesting storyline for yes. me personally was the teammates rivals thing. That obviously is the thing that has happened forever in Formula One, but I that I felt that they explored super well in that third episode
0: they did that super well in such a way that I felt like Botas became more and more compelling as the season went on mm. because that third mm-hmm. episode stuck like was stuck in my mind and then I was watching all these other teammates and all these other teams navigate similar issues but like the mental fortitude that he must have to be in that position and maintain that like level-headedness
1: yeah mm-hmm.
0: and like be that cool and that consistent. Like, I'm just like, I'm in awe of him. I have a tremendous amount of respect for him to be able to be in that position because that's a position that is clearly very, very difficult um, there. And you literally see other drivers, like, kind of crumble under similar circumstances uh, on Mm -hmm. other teams where the dynamics aren't as right or the, you know, like the... I am just going to, I'm going to go be naked in my sauna and, uh, and go wander in the woods for a while and clear my head. Energy isn't there, but like just mad, mad, mad respect for him. That's all I want to say. Yeah,
3: oh, yeah. There's, there's, that episode also like really highlights the whole like enemy of my enemy situation with him and Verstappen where he like mm-hmm. toes him <laughs> for qualifying. And mm-hmm. and and you, and like you said, yeah, like like credit to to uh, Baltas for like having that sort of, level head and, and understanding like when his chances are presented yeah. to him and like taking them mm-hmm. because that's what the sport is all about like Absolutely. it's like exploiting weaknesses and taking advantage of them and and like really driving in the the knife when you when, whenever you can because like um mm-hmm. uh, even going back to like total wolf and i love the dynamic between total wolf and and christian horner because they obviously have a lot of respect for each other like there's that moment mm-hmm. where horner is 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 gonna is telling uh wolf like hey uh you know that that dual steering shit or whatever it's called it's like uh, i think that's what it's called dss dual steering steering shit uh, <laughs> yeah. he's like he's like yeah you know uh just just a heads up we're we're going to fight you on that and then t- and then like total wolf like without missing a beat like just kind of rolls right off that comment and is like but isn't it brilliant? Isn't it such a yeah. really great innovative idea? Yeah. And it's just like that's how you have to be, right? Like you have to drive, yeah. you have to like you know, swerve around the debris and keep going. You can't stop. Mm-hmm. And it's just like the show does a really good job of, of showing all of that, especially behind the scenes. Yeah,
0: yeah. the strategy mm-hmm. stuff is really so the that's the that's the Mercedes thing where they like they pull the wheel, yeah, pull it like steering out. wheel, and then it changes the, the direction the, of the tires.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. So, it, so it cool.
0: So it can it can help you preserve your tires that like the strategy and analysis and like braininess of formula one is absolutely what like what got me as a yeah. like as a that yeah. as mm-hmm. a strategy pervert that is what made me fall in love with lewis hamilton where i'm like okay uh, Lewis Hamilton's this so is so cool he's really hot he has he's a vegan with really cute dogs and he's like amazing mm-hmm. at tire preservation oh yeah yeah <laughs> like, actual <laughs>
2: genius level he's a like tire
0: genius yes. yeah and people are like, what are you talking about? Tires? I'm like, no, it's the coolest thing in the world.
3: It like is. After a race, the way he's just walking around the cars, inspecting them, like looking under the hoods and stuff, just like, mm-hmm. oh, what's going on over here? Oh, okay. I like what mm-hmm. you're doing with the wing. All right. This is pretty good. Just taking <laughs> notes.
4: That's the thing, right? Like you have to be also, you have to be such an intelligent person, not just an athlete. You have to have understanding, basic understanding of the car. The car, you can't just afford to. Step into it and, and hope for the best or just drive. Like that to me is so and 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 interestingly, like what it seemed to me as well is kind of like they're all always exploring loopholes in yes. the rules. Yep. And then like F1 catches on to it. And then for the next season, they're like, Oh no, they found this loophole. Hey, loopholes closed, and then they're finding new ones. And that the teams at the same time are like Trying to find the minimal ways in which the other team was able to explore a minimal advantage and doing the protests. It's, it's so petty. Oh, the whole yeah. thing is extremely petty and I love it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I
2: actually wanted to ask what you thought about this, Fernanda, but like there's a lot mm-hmm. of connective tissue in my mind. Uh, not necessarily mm-hmm. on the surface, but kind of deeper in uh, with MMA, to be honest with you. Like, mm-hmm. that whole Botas episode, I couldn't stop thinking about, like, Joseph Benavidez. Like, the, like, perennial contender. It, like, mm-hmm. just, just, he gets his shot, and he's so good, and he's so good, and he's so good, but he never, like, he never wins. Mm-hmm. He's never better than the other person. Obviously, it's not, like, a teammate thing, but there's there's all these little parallels, and also, like the great athletes who are also like great strategists and how they do like mm-hmm. the lewis hamiltons of mma kind of thing right like there's just so much to me in my head and and like again both of these things i've always been an athlete but i've i'm not a sports fan like my whole life like mm-hmm. i always did sports but didn't really follow them. So being any kind of, like, high-level sports fan is still fairly new to me. So I might just be mm-hmm. seeing parallels just because I'm like, oh, relatively new MMA fan, like, seven years MMA fan, <laughs> not, like, yesterday, but, like, seven years of that and, like, two years of this where I'm just like, I just see these little things, right, where... We're, An activity on the highest level and at the highest level of perception where everybody can see it and everybody can see everything that's kind of going on with these minute actions, this like genius level series of minute actions are happening on this, you know, playing field or ring or whatever. It's just really interesting to me, but I don't know if you feel that way. It might be so different and you obviously know more about the sport uh, than I do, but I don't know if you feel that way ever with that sort of like some of the rivalries perhaps.
4: I do. I feel like you have these characters who, and the, and it's across sports, right? Yeah. But like one example for me, Hamilton, uh, who is we've established a living god person who <laughs> we're not worthy of sharing a planet with, King, because he's yes. just so perfect and amazing. Yes. Uh, but like to me, as a sports uh, person who roots for underdogs, I am bored by Hamilton in many ways as a competitor because I'm expecting him to win and that's another void that I think Drive to Survive fills. right? Even in that uh, last episode when they do the Constructors, uh, they put a lot of emphasis on the Constructors' Championship because like, you know, oh, there's a really tight race for the third place that Mm -hmm. is so exciting and it's like, because we all know who wins. Right, right. (laughs) (laughs) And I think There is a problem, not a problem, a dilemma that all super dominant athletes kind of fall into. And it it goes in MMA. Like I've written a column about it, which you edited, uh, (laughs) talking about Valentina Shevchenko, who is this extremely dominant athlete who we don't really see beating anyone. And she's extremely dominant because she's just amazing and does everything right. And is just a next level, possibly not human. <laughs> yeah. Specimen. Yeah. And you into any, Become gets to a point where it's kind of to their detriment a little bit because we, I think, humanly want to root for underdogs. We love watching stories like George Russell coming into Hamilton's spot. And it's not necessarily an underdog. None of these people are underdogs, like most of them are rich people yeah. <laughs> who well, yeah. have been doing this for a long time, but our brains kind of want to see that, you know, Pierre Gasly win that, that after being scorned by, by freaking Red Bull, <laughs> right? Like, so I do make all these parallels all the time. The second fiddle, like you said, I, I absolutely do relate to the kind of always the bridesmaid kind of narrative that we have across sports. So I do think it, it all makes, makes a lot of sense and translates to a lot of sports, including MMA.
2: So there's you're very right. universal stories, right? And maybe that's, like, the power of sports. And maybe I didn't recognize that when I was younger. I just was like, I like playing. I don't care. I don't want to watch it. Why would I that watch it? Like I, I was, was like an old grandpa.
0: A million grandpa. energies <laughs> Like yeah. you were a little child. Yeah, right? Now you're like, our bodies are breaking down and we're, you know, slowly dying. So we want to sit and watch things. <laughs> yeah, it's fun to uh, watch. <laughs> I do think Formula One, though, like, yeah. when I watch a race, uh, as opposed to, like, a different kind of sport where... Because like I've spent uh I, I I did confess this to Paul uh privately yesterday. Uh but I was raised by a Yankee blogger. Um and so I've watched a lot of like really, really, really not underdog teams. Playing. So I
2: just um, I just made the connection. You met the literal Yankees. I was like, Yankee blogger, what does that mean? Yeah, no, now, my dad my dad, dad used it. to be
0: my, my dad used to blog about no, the baseball great. team, the Yankees. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. Uh, And like I do think that Formula One is a the structure of the sport and the structure of the races and the way they're shown is even if you do know who's going to win, uh, there are these, like the battles in the middle of the pack. Yeah. yeah. Are so are like, mm-hmm. that's what I like. And like, yeah. that's yeah. how like you get into somebody like a Danny Ricardo. Um, because like, and really fall in love with like, you know, his driving style or even like, uh, you know, Charlotte Claire, when he was driving, like the, the fucking terrible ferrari like (laughs) it's it's really exciting to see those battles happen but yeah no it's not for it's not to win but there are all these other things that are always happening like even battles like at the at the back of the pack like it's yeah it's full of store every race is full of a million stories and like the uh, i guess that i think makes it really different For me, also like I'm from LA, and I told you when I grew up, like I grew up, I was a teenager during like the height of complete Laker dominance. Uh, Oh yeah, to the point where basketball is like I just still not quite sure how it's an interesting sport. Um, (laughs) So Yeah. yeah, like the the battles in the middle, in the back, in like the the stuff in the final episode for points was all like that's all really interesting to me, and the personalities of like the personalities they show in the show connecting that to the driving styles it's just oh it's just it's really really well done i don't know I'm, I'm absolutely but.
3: no no i i think you bring up such a like beautiful point like that the beauty of f1 is that there's always a million things happening at the same time and it also i mean i don't want to give free promo to f1 pro tv but the uh the app is actually amazing because it, yeah. it lets you rewatch uh like all the archived races, and you can see uh, like the data on the screen, like the live data. There's like feeds for the uh, so each good. driver's uh, car, so you can really go in and like watch everything from every angle. And um, you ever so watch the pit lane
2: cams? Because those are yeah, amazing.
3: So good, so good. <laughs> even just like I just like even having the little Mario Kart track on the screen, Damn. just seeing everybody. Because you because you kind of like lose sense of you know when folks get lapped and stuff like that, but. Uh, you know the the thing that the things that uh, the broadcast uh, misses, uh, Drive to Survive really nails. Like there there are moments where behind the scenes that I, that I was like, oh, that's really cool. I, I didn't think that you know that you kind of assumed things like that would happen, but mm-hmm. um, like the the moment in uh, I think it was um, I forget where it was. I think it might have been bah- Bahrain where uh, or Abu Dhabi where um, Perez winds up winning. Oh when yeah, it, yeah yeah yeah. In the first lap. I think it
4: was the second Bahrain race, no? Okay. Could be. That, that, yeah, the that, that, yeah, awesome. Siqueer uh, Grand Prix, I think, yeah.
3: Yeah, yeah. And uh, Leclerc kind of like bumps into him and, and almost, you know, uh, retires Perez's car. And, you know, you kind of play out the rest of the, the, the race and, you know, spoiler alert, Perez wins. And afterwards, <sighs> you see when uh, Perez is kind of like you know soaking it all in and and having this mm-hmm. little meditative moment uh Leclerc comes by knocks on the door and apologizes and like yeah. that's really cool like he congratulates him and apologizes mm-hmm. at the same time and like that those human uh elements are are really mm-hmm. nice to to get a peek at but like ultimately i mean The show, I think that's why so many fans, like Fernanda said earlier, have such a problem with the show is because they've probably never watched an episode of, like, Vanderpump Rules or or, or (laughs) or something in the past where, like, yeah, we all know that they're technically servers and bartenders at Sexy Unique Mm -hmm. Restaurant or whatever the hell it's called. Mm -hmm. But, like, you know that some of this stuff is manufactured. Pretending you don't
0: know that it's called Sexy Unique Restaurant.
3: (laughs) Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, sir. We all
0: know it's called Sexy Unique yeah. Restaurant.
3: We don't. I need mean, to, the, we don't it's need not, not like me and my partner are planning a trip to LA just to go to serve. <laughs> so excited for
0: you.
3: Um, so, uh, so, yeah, like you, you get a peek in, in, into that side of it, but it's also like you know, I, I also like 13, 14 years ago worked briefly in reality television, and I, so I got oh. to see how like a lot of that stuff was manufactured by the producers, mm-hmm. and and but the cool thing is, is I feel like a lot of the drivers and the team principals, and even behind the scenes. Like the, some of the crew sometimes, like the, the pit crew, you can tell they're kind of in on it because yeah. sometimes mm-hmm. the, the producers, they, they really like, cause they always joke like, oh, Netflix is around or whatever. Or there's that famous, you know, kind of cheeky comment mm-hmm. that Danny Ricardo makes. Um, uh, so you know that they're kind of in on it, but the producers do such mm-hmm. a good job of coaxing that out of them and like, and mm-hmm. like packaging it all so beautifully. There there are moments that literally feel like um, like Hitman briefing yes! uh, cinematics, where it's like Lauren Stroh, the billionaire mogul has acquired, uh, and then they, they show his son and stuff. And you're like, oh wow, I hate this guy. This guy's the worst. Uh, so it's just it's just messy on like. 20 different levels that I, I just, I love to watch. So me and my partner, you know, as huge mm-hmm. fans of reality television, this is like the perfect combination of like mm-hmm. all of those things.
4: Yeah. You know what they are doing, but it still works. Yeah. Right? yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. I know what you're getting me. I know what you're doing to me, but uh, I'm falling for it.
3: Absolutely.
2: Yeah. For me <laughs> watching this again, as the first time watching this after knowing everything that happened this season, especially I was watching, you know, the first few episodes of yeah. my partner and I'd be like, oh, so this happens here, and this sets this up, and blah, blah. Like, I'm I'm this little asshole, like, producer for my partner's experience watching this show because I watched this whole season. Like, it got me in on it, you know what I mean? Like, the editing is yeah. that smooth, and the production is that smooth that I'm like, oh, I don't know if they're going to go into this, but blah, 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 and this one over here <laughs> did this. And, like, you know, every like every time for every episode, uh, it, it was really... It was really hard not to get almost into that character, you know what I mean, like mm-hmm. into that spirit of it, That's basically.
4: So um, I like we all knew the Grosjean episode was. Coming. Oh yeah, I'm oh, pretty God. sure we all cried. I I, I legit cried. I, 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 up I cried bare, too. So but I I, mean,
0: up. I remember waking up <laughs> that morning yeah. Yeah. and walking out, like you know, I like waddle out, I'm like still half asleep, like oh, let's see what's going on. What's Robbie doing? And Robbie's just crying. Oh, like, no. what, what the <laughs> fuck happened? So and he's like sobbing. He was so oh. upset because he he woke us uh, this last season. He he was out of work because um, all productions uh, shut down. So he watched every race live. He oh, woke wow. up at obscene times. Almost oh, earlier. especially in LA. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Yeah. yeah so he woke oof. up at these crazy times. So that for that race, he woke up,
4: mm-hmm. you know, at
0: four in the morning or whatever, and watched. And he thought. Grosjean died.
4: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I thought so. And
0: it was like this, you know, emotional roller coaster that I arrived mm-hmm. for the end of and he was still crying. I was like, I was like, what's going on? Oh my God. And then finally, and like, and I didn't, you know, I, I didn't look at the footage or anything until I watched the episode and like, what the fuck? Oh yeah, <laughs> it,
3: it's, it, it's it was awful. It, it's way gnarlier in the in the in the show because they have all this other footage that right. I didn't see in the broadcast. Yeah. Because in the broadcast they they only had you know the cameras reacted only so fast. But yeah. mm-hmm. y- y- when you see it in the Netflix uh, like in, in the on the show, it's it's mm-hmm. gnar- I mean, they also take like forever for, sure. to to mm-hmm. depict it because they want to make it real dramatic and shit. But like, yeah. my god, like seeing him in the car like trying to struggle to get out while on fire is Watching like some him? of the most disturbing things yeah. you could ever see.
4: I was screaming. Angle, right, there was a new angle, I think. Yes, yeah. Um, that that I didn't remember seeing. That one was from the track, yeah. Kind yeah, like of on the on, on that yeah. made the fire look so huge. Yes. Yep.
0: The footage of him climbing and, out of the burning fireball car, where you, I was, mm. I literally had my hands on my head and was screaming, "What the fuck?" Yeah. Yeah, like, it's, it's gnarly. Ins- and he's. And, uh, I mean, major props to the people who designed the suits and the helmets mm, and yep. the cars. That he has burns on his hands and feet, and his other he that car exploded he away. in a fireball, yeah. and <laughs> yeah. he and climbed out and walked away. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah.
4: It's and the wild. thing, like uh, watching. I was watching the race with my partner, but I was kind of like half asleep, yeah. like do, not paying attention at all, right? And then like. As I'm getting up and starting to get ready, I hear uh, something happen, look at the screen, and immediately like my eyes like filled up with water. I'm like, he's dead. Oh yeah. That was legitimately what I said. And then my partner was explaining because I saw the car split in two, and that freaked me the fuck yeah. out. And he was explaining, Oh, that's by design. That's the design of the car. It's supposed to, the pieces are supposed to come apart, and that's for driver safety. And then the fire. Was insane. And then that's when he stopped being able to explain the situation to me. I was like, yeah, this is very serious. And if it wasn't for the halo, he would for sure have been dead because he would have gone straight through the. And I just remember watching and being like, are we we all watching like somebody die in real life? And then when he uh, to hear that, you know, obviously, like Paul said, it was a lot quicker in real life than it was on the show. They made it obviously more dramatic, but uh, to hear uh, Groshen later talk about how his rationale was and like how he looked and only saw orange. Ugh. And then he realized he was stuck. And then he was like, and then I start started thinking about which parts were going to start burning that first wild. and yeah. whether it was going to hurt. And that was what got me. Oh, yeah. Like, I just started crying on that because can you imagine just... Being in that situation, the way that they built it, like the whole, we all knew the series was going to build up to that. And that was probably going to be one of the last episodes and that they were going to make it dramatic. And then they like really went all in and they had Will Buxton crying and the whole thing. And still I was crying. Like they got me. I was so interview
3: with his wife and everything was so like... Yeah, it got me too. Like it, it was definitely, it, it definitely moved me in a way that you know only the, I think only the show could do that because they had a- that kind of access. Yeah, and mm-hmm. you know even hearing him talk about. You know, I was born again that day. Like I, I was born a mm-hmm. second time, and and all that stuff. And and the, you know, it's it's just like I mean, that footage of him like doing that surfing, yeah, uh, sailing thing, whatever the hell that shit is on the beach, like yeah. Yeah. right before it all. Yeah, paragliding. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm I sorry, I grew so. up in the hood. I don't I don't know any of that. Like all that stuff to me was was is so fascinating. And just yeah. seeing that stuff. But yeah, like that moment. Oh, it just gives me chills even thinking it's, about it.
2: I remember watching the race. And like it is it does feel like a long time because they you know, they did the right thing uh, in the broadcast. They Mm -hmm. did not like
3: they cut away, they cut Cut away
2: and they just kind of had them stall, you know, and like they didn't want to do the wrong thing, which I respect completely. Like they don't want to just be like, oh, you know, show something terrible or like disrespectful or or something like that. Right. My brain immediately because this is me and how I'm constructed just goes into like EMS brain. And like, how do we mm-hmm. get him out? Like, that's the first thing I can Ugh. think of is like, okay, the firefighters have to put the fire out. How do I get him out? Do I have to hold C spot? Like, I literally go through the things in my head of like, how we deal with a very bad car accident in real life. Like, mm-hmm. it, obviously, this is real life. Sorry. I'm not trying to say this wasn't real life. I guess I mean, in my life, like in a car on, on a normal car accident. in Brooklyn. Yeah. Not like a, an F1 car. Um, and just like going through that checklist in my head. And like, my <sighs> heart like filled and swelled with pride. Like when he gets out and when you see the the rescuers sprinting mm-hmm. to him and Heroes. pulling him out. Yeah. And like, there's a, a social media video that I actually genuinely thought they were going to put this footage in the show because Roman actually says, thank you for my life. Like he actually, you see a little tiny bit of this footage, but mm-hmm. in this video, I remember watching like, you know, two days after he did go to the hospital for a couple of days Um, you know, Mm -hmm. to have, uh, treatments on his hands and his feet, but like, he was basically okay. And like, he came out of that hospital and he greeted, uh, the rescuers. Um, and like, he Mm -hmm. literally said, thank you for my life. You gave me my life. Like, it's like, I remember crying at that video, like on Instagram, Mm -hmm. like, oh my God, (laughs) like just, you know, (laughs) fully having like a full kind of reaction there, um, and yeah, I, was, I remember being almost surprised they didn't use that, like that line, you know what I mean? Like that specific yeah. thing in the show. But they obviously did a, an amazing job, I think, constructing it and breaking it down and, and talking about kind of what happened. And I remember, you know, I listened to Shift F1. I think it's a fucking fantastic podcast. Yes, my friend Rob <laughs> is on it and he's part of how I got into F1. Uh, but they, they talked about the accident quite a bit, of course, and they have a, a decent amount of technical knowledge. You know, they're not tech they're not engineers or anything, but they've been watching this sport mm-hmm. for a long time. And they kind of talk a lot about how spooky that accident is in terms of like mm-hmm. it does not look like one you walk away from. It looks like one that like, oh, the sport, you know like the gods of motor racing smiled on you a little bit. You know what I mean? Like, like that, Mm -hmm. you know, once you've seen a few crashes, it's almost like, you know what drivers will get away from and what they won't. And that looked like one you don't walk away from. And it was like a spooky feeling of like, like, Oh fuck, you know, kind of one of those. Um, And that relates also Paul to, to a moment that you mentioned in the notes here, um, like a quiet, a really quiet and really, um, yeah. Like a moment of a really incredible feeling uh, where Pierre Gasly actually goes to his friends, the site where his friend, Anton uh, Hubert, I think. Uh, I think that's his yeah. name. Where he was killed. He died in a crash the year before mm-hmm. in F2. Uh, like a really horrific crash where I think the that other drivers horrible. like had broken legs. Like even the people who weren't principally in the crash had like broken legs and far worse injuries than Roman actually ended up with from this. And like, there's just a beautiful moment um, of him like putting the flowers down on that spot, basically. And like-
4: And that's the- it was really beautiful, and that's the whole thing. And Pierre like really emerged as yeah. a fan favorite, right? But the and imagine like that to me was also something they explored well in the Grosjean episode. Uh, watching that happen as a fellow driver, being reminded because they know obviously what they sign up for, yeah. but it being that reminded of the seriousness of it all, like being getting that reminder that hey, you could just die in a Dumbass curve right, here. Right. You watch that happen in real life. You get reminded of your human vulnerability in just a, such a stark way. And then getting back in that car yes. that same yep. day Twice. and driving. Twice. That's right. There was another accident.
2: That's right.
3: Yeah. there was two red flags yeah. that day.
2: Oh my God. Yeah. Stroll went over. He, like, it, it Um, there was a rollover with the car uh, for yeah. him. Yeah. 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 I, I do want to mention and, I have almost nothing but positives for this show. I truly love it. But I did, I wanted to take a little mm. bit of a negative here and say mm. that I really wish that they also showed what a piece of shit Max Verstappen is, because he made like a fucking rude ass <laughs> comment. Like
3: yeah.
2: uh right after the bad crash. Like he made a fuck I don't remember exactly what it was. I I, I linked a little bit
3: it, it was here, something but. about like, oh, you know, if, if uh if I was the team I think it was something along the lines of like if he was the team principal, like and, and he didn't want to get back in the car. He would just replace him, right? And, Something and like real Hamilton. shitty. Like,
2: dude, that was a yeah. fireball, and, bro. Like, come on. Yeah.
3: And Hamilton kind of checks him. He's like, "Well, I hope you're never my team principal or whatever." Because he was like, "Yeah, that's just a fucking real rude thing to say." Yeah. And then he's just like, "That's the other thing too is these these they're just kids. They're they're <laughs> kids yeah. who have like millions of dollars and and they're you know they're basically piloting uh you know fighter." jets on wheels right. and and th- they think they're invincible and they think they're like they could just say whatever and that was just yeah such a shitty comment yeah it's just yeah.
2: there's no need for that like also if you feel that way maybe just keep your fucking mouth shut like you're you're in such a yeah. visible position as well like i the things he says and gets away with and like and then they'll have some like milk toast apology afterwards where it's just like or you could just shut up you could just shut up, bro. Like,
3: yeah, yeah. that's an option too. I, I,
2: Silence
4: is an option, right? I
3: want to, I want to say too that the one thing that I, I, if, if we're gonna still on the, uh, go on this negative train, yeah. the one thing yeah. I, I wish I saw more of yeah. was how they responded to COVID because it was yes. so, mm-hmm. yeah, it
0: absolutely. was so
3: jarring seeing like a, a flashback to a year, you know, basically a year ago, and, and seeing like this documentary style thing about how we were kind of all reacting to some degree yeah. at the time once the news started going around. And, you know, you had like Lando Norris, who I love, who's also my, you know, I I guess at this point, since, uh, LB's, uh, the parent i guess i'll be uh the big bro um, but <laughs> yeah. uh he says some dumb shit like uh you know oh well you know it'll be fine or this is th- I, I still want to race i still want to race yeah. and it was cool at least to see mm-hmm. hamilton be like hey mm-hmm. i don't want to do this like y- y'all aren't taking this serious yeah. and, and it is cool that he's at least using his platform in in cool ways yeah. even if he himself says and does stupid shit on occasion
4: yeah <laughs> yeah the whole covid thing like I felt I totally agree with you, but I will say this: so I was in a UFC event on March 14th. Oh, that's right! Uh, right as the and that's when I, I was in uh, one of uh, in another podcast, right with yeah, you, Danielle. Yeah. Right after I came back, that was your first um, fan by podcast,
2: actually. So my
4: first fan by yeah. podcast, yes. <laughs> um, and at that point. Um, so it was the first event that the UFC held without fans, but the whole thing happened in the middle of fight week. We all got to I fight week. It. And then because of a decree uh, of the governor of, of, of the state we, they were, they were uh, competing in, in, in Brazil, yeah. they couldn't do it because you couldn't have any more than a hundred people in a single room. And this was right, right at the beginning of everything, just as things started being canceled. Yeah. Um, and i even though we couldn't cover the event i was still doing all the fight week activities and the fighters were still brought to us in the media room where we were all like together wow. maskless and, and the fight we asked fighters about covid and a lot of the response was like some of course were worried and we got some like oh i'm not worried like it won't get me i'm an athlete like cuz we didn't we really didn't know and then looking back at that first episode i was uh first jarred, like Ricardo made that comment about like, I heard, I hear if you drink Corona, right? Yeah. Like joke. Mean, yeah. it sounds really horrible in hindsight looking now, but then in hindsight, I remember how we were feeling about it at that event yeah. and how careless we were about the whole thing and how I felt about the whole thing. And then I'm kind of like, okay, I, I'm giving them a discount because at the time, It didn't really seem like that big of a deal, but it also made Hamilton's stance that much cooler. Yes. Yes. That he was like, I don't, I honestly don't know why we're here. And I feel like after that, the season abandoned COVID. Like it was all looked through the lens of COVID. Of course, everybody was wearing masks and, and you had all those concerns, and that was obvious. But then at the same time, we know about, of at least a few drivers, including Perez and Hamilton, which they touched on briefly, who had to uh withdraw to the COVID, due to COVID. Yeah. Yeah. And they just barely touched on it. I felt like they ignored uh a have sort of heavy theme. Yeah. And that would be one of my negatives too, that they didn't like really approach COVID. Uh didn't really bother to 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 treat it with a little more seriousness seriousness throughout the season. Hamilton
2: had it pretty bad too. That's the yeah. thing. They act like oh, it's so fast how you got over it. And he's kind of like, yeah. And he's like looking down and he had like, he lost something like 20 pounds and he's like a skinny dude. I remember reading about this. Actually, he had it really fucking bad uh so like the way it's almost dismissed in that moment where they're like oh it's so crazy how you got over it so fast and he just looks like he's like i, I can't he looks like shit right now. <laughs> honestly he he's just like-, like this poor guy is just like fuck i'm still like 10 pounds under like fuck yeah. you know
0: i yeah. mean he looks kind of sickly in like the interview segments he looks yeah. like i, I yeah. had forgotten that he got in covid and i'm like louis you know, louis looks kind of weird like in these interview things and i was like oh right he was probably, like, still recovering from COVID yeah. when, he, when he did these. Like, yeah. yeah, that wasn't... And I also, like, that was a big one. And the other one that I thought was really weird was uh, that they waited until the very, 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 very end of the season to talk about Black Lives Matter. Yes. Yes. Um,
3: yeah. At the very end. Yeah. Like, the
0: very yep. end of the final episode. And, like, the I thought that was a good, like, what was there was good and, like, sure. really interesting. And we got, like, you know... Lewis talking and he's great and like, but yeah, like that, like you see the stuff, you see the stuff, the, like throughout the season. And I remember it being like a really big deal. Very much so. Yeah. During the season. So yeah, I, I just, I get that there are a lot of stories and they were waiting to like tell individual stories as it went, but that, that felt like kind of a misstep to me.
3: I, I imagine too, though, that COVID itself it definitely impacted the production. Like, I, yeah. you know, yeah. on, on they probably weren't able to run around uh, different paddocks and stuff like as easily, and they probably didn't have access. And the days that they did have access, you know, they they missed out on the you know amazing George Russell story and how Mercedes mm-hmm. completely fucked up that yeah, race. they, and,
2: they I yeah. can't I couldn't believe that they missed that. Like, I actually was yeah. shocked that it was just like a two minute thing because that to me that was one of the most dramatic things that happened this whole season was George Russell, who has been in Formula One for a few years now, has never scored any points, even though everybody talks about him being great, and it's just because he's in a really shitty car, and then he finally gets his chance, and the story behind it was truly wild. It was actually a radio signal fuck-up. Like, it was, it was that the radio, like... At the same exact instant that one message went over the radio, another one went over the radio and didn't get through, and that's what caused this thing to happen. It was like a truly, like actually wild technical failure that nobody could have foreseen, and that created like this massive, massive disruption where they put the wrong tires on the cars, like the Uh. wrong tires went on the car. So heartbreaking. Yeah, yeah that was a wild story. That, and like I wanted to mention of Nico Hulkenberg, you know, the super yeah. sub who mm-hmm. ran in at last minute and was able to like at least score points. Not like he got his, you know, famed podium or anything, but like, yeah, there were a few stories. But I'll be to he, your point.
0: Oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh also didn't he like didn't he get out of that race like black and blue because his body wasn't yeah. accustomed to driving, like, what a fucking champ, like, yeah. to step in and do that and be like, everything hurts so much. Yeah, for real, like, he
2: looked like he was in a fight. Like, he did. Yeah. And, like, he, like, he took it on, you know, some ridiculous short notice. She's like, yeah, put me in, coach. Put me in the car. Like, you know, it's, it's again, it's not like that needed an episode, but, like, an, a mention. Um, you know, a mention,
0: kind of yeah, because he got his ass kicked by those Gs, but yeah, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, no, it's no, hilarious. I just
2: wanted to say, to your point, LB, like, I really... Most of what I remember from the early part of the season was the Black Lives Matter stuff. It was Norris getting a podium because I was very excited for young Norris to get his first podium. And then it was, like, who's being a shithead and who is actually being, like, down for the cause uh, for, with yeah. Lewis? Like, who was who was very happy to do the knee? Who was very happy to wear the shirt? You know, like, apparently Sebastian Vettel, you know, the whitest man On the entire course, like world champion, (laughs) super rich Ferrari driver, Sebastian Battle apparently was like one of the most like, tell me what to do, dude. Like anything, anything I can do to support you, which is like gives you that little a little bit of like, all right. All right. Seb's not so bad. okay, All right. Good job, buddy. Uh, But also who was being a shithead about it? And it was like who you think would be a shithead about it. You (laughs) know what I mean? Like it was it was very much like who you think would be like, let's just go racing, man. This is an important like very rich White European boys who were, you know. um So, yeah, like I would have really but- wanted to see a little bit more of that. They get so messy in so many areas mm-hmm. of this and they get so petty about so many things. Like, why not actually talk about the thing that was very important, y'all? Like,
4: that. <laughs> and just jamming it in the way they did felt a little like token y. Mm. Like, on the one way, maybe it's a dramatic way to end the season. I get that. But, like, just let's not acknowledge this and put this in a super quick segment. And then there was one image of George Floyd that I felt like there had no business being there. Yeah. That was really weird. Yeah. Yeah. Right. If you're just touching on this, like as a part of a episode, like it's not even a full episode and you just jam that image there, it really felt like, Oh, Hey, we're cool. We're addressing this, but it felt really rushed. Yeah. That was bad. So Yeah. That was just, nobody needed that uh, to happen, that image to happen. But, uh, but you mentioned Vettel. I think Vettel was one of the low-key, like, MVPs of the season. Yeah. Uh, of the show. Yeah. <laughs> the episode in which he just, like, ran out of fucks I to love- give because
1: he got <laughs> <fire>. loved, <it. laughs>
4: loved that. Uh,
2: oh, I can't say table? anything, you know. We can't say anything yeah. because it's a fashion brand, but I can say whatever I want because I'm leaving. I don't care. Like, it was so good.
3: Yeah. When they're at the table and they're like, oh, you know, I had to announce it, you know, the day after because, you know, whatever. That's just that's just the business. That's how this works. (laughs) Uh, But I mean, also, just real quick, the the other negative I had was like that. I mean, it kind of falls into all of this is that that kind of messy Frankensteining Editing yes. that they do, which yeah. which like this season they were able to really really get away with because everyone had masks yep. on, And yeah. <laughs> So they 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 were just using clips from like a few years ago during races, and and I mean they did that all the time regardless in, in previous seasons. But it like that's one thing. I, I don't know. If, I don't know if folks are listening to this who have never seen it, but uh, I I would caution folks like if you're watching this, like just know that there, there's a lot of messy editing happening, okay. and they're definitely obviously sp- spinning you a a, a very uh, specific you know side of the story or sometimes one that doesn't even exist yep. <laughs> um so that that's that was also some stuff that I like I found out later on like the on like the subreddit of like people being like yo that clip was from like 2016 in Brazil when when, when Vettel or Leclerc or Vettel said this thing and he definitely didn't say it there so it's all like oh that that kind of sucks
2: yeah it's like a little corny like, there were a lot of, yeah. there were a few moments where it was really obvious. Like, if you're kind of, like, so they're wearing the mask, but, like, if their neck isn't moving at all, if they're supposed to be screaming, <laughs> right? Like, there's a, yeah. there's a shot in that last episode that's, like, Zach, what's his face from McLaren, who's, like, you know, he's yelling and hugging people, but, like, he's clearly not speaking. But, like, you yeah. know, the elcut <laughs> the narration mm-hmm. is just, like, yeah, guys, <laughs> where it's, like, his veins <laughs> would be sticking out, guys, like, and he's just, like, you know, he's happy and excited, but it's. I honestly almost love that kind of shit because I'm like, oh, you got away with that one. You know, like I almost kind of (laughs) want to high five the editor like, all right, (laughs) good job. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, just really, really fun. All right. um, So I know we've got to wrap up pretty soon, but I did want to just briefly introduce the Slappable Boys and LB, I want you to have plenty of time with the sexiest noses. Um, I mean, I don't need
0: a lot of time for that.
2: Okay. All right. I'm just going to run through (laughs) just briefly. Um, This is my personal rankings of the most slappable Mm -hmm. boys. And now all definitions of slappable work here, to be honest. But like with a couple of them, it's very clear uh, what type of slapping. So number one, most slappable boy is Max Verstappen. I think he's just such an asshole. He's so full of himself. He's such an asshole. He's just like actually a jerk. He makes like horrible comments. (laughs) He says awful things like he just sucks. Slappable boy. I know he's He was created in a lab good, to be but...
0: a sociopath. What's that? He was created in like a Monaco laboratory to be a sociopath.
2: Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I think that's correct. And his dad is like always there been... and it just wasn't bothers me. was he raised in, yeah, in Monaco? Yeah, they raised in Monaco. Like he's I mean, Dutch, that...
0: but he was raised in, he grew up in like Monaco and Ibiza, right? Actually,
2: a, I'm just imagining or, a hitman make,
3: a hitman level. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, he's just a hitman Monica. NPC, to be honest with you. Oh no, he like,
0: wasn't raised in Monaco. I'm getting confused with somebody else. Leclerc Leclerc is
2: Monogast. Yeah, Leclerc, I think. Well there's
0: like twelve dudes who were raised in Monaco who raised right. last season. I mean, like, they're
2: made yeah. of money. They're like, you know, if they come out and instead of like a placenta, it's money. So it's, it's okay. <laughs> uh, like, That's what these, these boys are. I put I I know this is a controversial one, but I put Carlos Sainz Jr. As my second most laughable boy. And now I like hear me out for my reasoning. I think he's like as privileged and as much of a like douche as Lance Stroll, but he has none of the awareness of Lance. Like Lance actually he knows that the world hates him. Like I think Lance actually knows that people hate him because he's a rich Failson. But like I don't think Carlos knows. And he's running around, and I'm sorry, we burned pot earlier on this, but he's running around in fucking polo like hot pink polo shirts. And, kh- and khaki shorts. He dresses like a gay cop. It's it's just not great. I think he's a slappable boy. I'm sorry, but I think he's a slappable boy. And then Lance, of course. Lance Stroll, the billionaire son, fail son. Like, yes, he's very
4: slappable. I, I just, you're right. You're right. Uh, I just can't. I wish I knew how to quit Carl. Like, <laughs> he's very yeah, attractive. something about him. He's very attractive. Something about him. I yeah. can He's just. I've been mocked by my partner this entire season because I'm like, oh, he's so cute. He like, is. look at that hair. Look at those lips. And then he appears like golfing in like really short khakis. And I'm like, I can't defend this. Yeah. For you, can't, <laughs> you can't defend I it. I can't, yeah. I can't defend it. I can't explain it. I can't be rational about this. This is a boy made of money who, like, Golfs and wears khakis and that's it that's a thing that i have to accept for myself that i find him extremely delicious and they they but they, they <laughs> yeah. do try to appeal to the thirst though because oh. they had a scene oh, okay. like very random of him just standing and i felt like netflix was just doing that for me at that beach and she caused yeah. my internal conflict <laughs> uh, but i agree with you that lance seems to wear his like sort of villainous uh not villainous, but yeah, this antagonist um vibe able yeah. to to wear it in a way that you know it's at least he's owning it, and Carlos seems like he's very unaware of how how the world has done him several favors <laughs> every single favor, every favor yeah Word. yeah, and he also
2: uh this is from season two, so I won't go too far into this, but they show him training with like boxing pads, and he has the worst form I've ever seen in my life. Like
4: I, <laughs> all I think, of them, like, Ricardo, does too
2: though. I, I mean, he does, but you don't expect him to have good form. Like Danny Rick yeah. is just like, you expect him to just run around and jump around and be a goofball. But like Carlos <laughs> signs looks serious when he's doing it. So it's, and Danny Rick does say. make my, uh, my honorable mention for slappable boy. Okay. Cause I do love him. I, he's lovable, mm-hmm. but sometimes that grin, I'm just saying that <laughs> might be the other side of the slappable boy, which, you know, you know, but
4: yeah. I got to say, though, I actually really enjoy watching them being bad at hitting pads. Because, like, it's just comforting to watch like these high level athletes right. be very bad at an athletic thing that actually, I'm not that bad fail at. fail
3: rules. Yes, oh, yeah. it
0: does.
3: When they play that little like light up DDR on the door game, I'm like, I could do better than yeah. that. On, doing, Put some J-pop on. I got this. Yes. Let's go.
0: Exactly. I thought the same thing.
3: Yes, <laughs> I've been to I've been to an arcade before. Come on, man, you
0: can do this. <laughs> I spend hours every day playing rhythm games. Fuck you. Yeah, <laughs> like, come on, man. Hundred
2: uh, percent. Yeah,
3: I I have a I have a two for one slappable Please. face situation, uh, and this is easy. This is these are the the stroll boys. Uh, oh yeah, both both of them, both of them. Yep. I, I just line them up, one slap. <laughs> I could do I could do it real easy. Or I could do a backhand on 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 Papa Papa Stroll. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, I don't know. There's something about There's something about I mean, it's, it's, it's the billionaire thing. It's, yeah. it's, it's when he did the whole, like, I'm making an official statement oh, publicly, and we are not going to stand. I'm like, come on. That's, that's real herb. Those are real yeah. herb maneuvers.
0: <laughs> God.
2: 100%. I, I think you noted that he's absolutely, like, a hitman, like, escalation <laughs>
4: villain.
3: Yeah. Yeah,
4: 100%. And he was so uncomfortable doing that, too. Like, doing the yeah. little... When he's, when
3: he's visiting Aston Martin and he's like next year we're gonna have the the best wings and you're gonna see us on the track it's like shut up I, I just can't stand that guy I don't know what it is Yeah.
4: yeah. can you imagine being that rich I can't even uh, like, my brain doesn't even comprehend like no. I'm just gonna buy a Formula 1 team and Aston Martin and put my baby Jeez. boy on it like what yeah, little guy.
3: my little guy I'm gonna make a
4: little guy and put him on it <laughs> I'm gonna do a, a slappable honorable mention for Christian Horner, though. Oh, oh sure, totally. Sure. Oh, okay. Also, the fact that yeah. like,
0: I'm sorry, this is not a like I that I just have to take it to the other another rating it's okay. to because the likelihood that he's been pegged by Ginger Spice is so fucking low, <laughs> which yeah. is like honestly yep. offensive to me on a spiritual <laughs> level. That's correct. That's correct. Yeah. Like, you're married to the ho- like to like a person who made me realize so many things about myself in the mid 1990s <laughs> yeah and like you're just bailing to go, you can go flirt with an evil austrian like come on Kristen. Yep. Yeah,
3: she's, she's dating down for sure yeah
0: I'm, I'm i honestly have a suspicion that they are only together so they could make more ginger babies together like that kind makes, of weird to start the ginger nomination. Oh, wow. domination that makes well sense also like sense. you see these hot formula one guys right with the rich dads and like you just know they're hot because they their rich dads married really hot women. That's why like Carlos signs I looked up, I I could only find a picture of his mom with a mask on, but I can tell she's hot. I can oh tell. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah
4: I can oh. tell she's hot. Oh, um, that's eyes. a new level of hot, right? Like but, yeah. mask hot is just like next level.
0: She's <laughs> <Totally laughs> this, like, like this juicy, these like beautiful juicy blowout. I'm like I can tell she's hot. But sorry if not I interrupted you.
4: No, no, that's, that was, uh, that's, uh, that was your full an observation. I was just agreeing with you that like, there's just a new, and, and with Christian Horner, like I wanted to like him because of Jerry, like, right. He's dating the best spice, like yeah. objectively the best spice and he's married to her and I still don't like him. And that's offensive, like on a personal yeah. level to me. I, so, I'm offended I that he like would him. get rid of. You kind of like him.
3: I, I as like this villainous oh, yeah. okay. uh, presence on the paddock, like mm-hmm. I, I, or in the paddock. I kind of, I kind of like you know when he squints, like you could tell he's about to do some real fuck shit. I'm like, yeah, let's go. <laughs> That's a good point.
0: That is a good <laughs> the point. The sleazy squint. I kept doing it at Robbie while we were watching. It. <laughs> he just stopped acknowledging it because he wanted me to stop. And he knew any acknowledgement I would take his encouragement. Um, yeah. It didn't stop me though. I did it every single time he was on screen. Oh, I love it. But I love okay, it. speaking of a squinting though, I gotta say Lance Stroll does the squint too. He does a sleazy squint as well, he but it's like a weaker squint. It's a more weaselly squint.
4: Yeah, he has like... to me like a bit of Lou Ferrigno and Pump and Iron. Oh no! Oh, wow! <laughs>
0: Oh, my he, God. He has strong eyebrows, but to me, it's, like, not a Lou eyebrow situation. I said okay. this early on. He has, those are gossip girl eyebrows. Mm-hmm. Oh, those man. are, yeah. like, he, it's, like, like mid-season, like, a middle season. He's, you know, he has, like, a, maybe a four-episode arc where he's going after Serena. He's, like, a, like, he's a Canadian billionaire son who does Formula One and loves surfing. He's like, Serena. Wow. I love surfing. Come surfing with me. You're so amazing. And she's like, no. That's how he talks.
2: You nailed it, LB, <laughs> right there. You, I love he sounds surfing. like a I'll he sounds like a me.
0: boring gossip girl character. Like <laughs> he, he literally <laughs> is. Like, we're,
3: that. we're in Barcelona.
0: Oh, he's so <laughs> gross. and I hate it too because I like I want to be excited for like the Jew in Formula One. I want to support yeah. my like yeah. my fellow tribe. Like and it just I can't do it. Horrible billionaire boy. No. and I was watching too I'm like looking at him looking at his dad I'm like oh no oh no they're Jewish aren't they they're my only representation of Formula One I hate them (laughs) so yeah we have to get like a good like underdog Jewish boy in Formula One for me to root for yeah
2: Yeah, that would be cool I mean I I just want to note that for this season that just started I don't know if there's any way that Nikita Mazepan won't be the most slappable boy. Oh no, so. he's the
4: villain already. Oh, yeah. He's, he's like, villain already. He looks like yeah. a clone of his dad. I can't uh, even. He looks who did terrifying. Look like a clone. It's so disturbing to look at the two of them together.
0: Oh, one God. of my mutuals called him. I can't remember what it was. It was like a dead-eyed mafia fail son, and I just
3: like, <laughs> <brought> up, <laughs>
0: oh, like he looks like he's just not there. He's oh, he awful, <laughs> awful looking. Um, yeah, I
3: would I would slap him on site. Yeah, I wouldn't no even do that. there would be no, there'd be no joy in it.
0: Yeah, yeah. I like I just want him gone. Yeah. Get away yeah, from me with those dead weird. eyes. <sighs> creepy boy. Uh creepy actual real life creep, man. That's Yeah, yeah. that's the yeah. thing. He did a also. bad thing.
2: And that's why like it's yeah. very easy for me to just say slap on site cuz like he Content warning. Content warning right here, right here and now. Um he like had like, groped a woman and thought it was a great joke and like put it on social media. Like, it was just really,
0: yeah, just very, very
2: self. shitty. And like, there was some shithead, like, really milk toast apology. And it's like, oh, yeah, it's so obvious, especially watching this gave more context of like, yeah, Haas just needs the money. So they're going to take him because his dad is rich. And it's just like, very, like, oh, fuck that. Yeah. Man, that's depressing. That's
0: very depressing. Gross guy. Yeah.
2: Now, to I guess to to bring it back out of the the sad things and the slapping, LB, I know you wanted to talk about sexiest noses, and I think that's a good place oh. to probably end up. So, like, yeah, that's a happy spend, place.
0: I just spent a lot of this season just like yelling, oh, that schnoz, Daniel! Um, <laughs> <laughs> Daniel, how could you? Uh, which is just, that's why I like to watch TV loudly uh, and dramatically. Like, <laughs> dumbass. But yeah, like, I know Ricardo has the most beautiful nose I've ever seen in sports. Um, oh, yeah. But, like, Carlos Sainz, like, he's he's my second place. Like, he's, yeah, he's a fucking, he dresses like the douchiest douchebag. And he's, like, annoying rich boy, but I like him and beautiful nose. And number three, I have to go, actually, I have to say, I gave this a lot of thought. This was a very competitive field. But Charles Leclerc yeah. has a yes. lovely beak.
4: Yeah, um, I was hoping you would go there. Sorry, yeah. sorry to interrupt. I'm just excited because I had been holding my breath for this. Go <laughs> for now, I'm so
0: glad I have your approval. <laughs> oh. Yeah, so that's my three. The, so well done. Well done, guys. Well done, champions. That's my oh. my podium.
4: Nose champions. <laughs> honestly, that makes the, me happy. Uh, the minute yeah, honestly, you the... said you were going to do this, I'm like in my head. Sorry, interrupted you, Paul. Like the minute you said you were going to do this in my head, I'm like, Charles like better be there because he's just the prettiest little thing. Yeah, like I want to yeah. shrink him and like keep him as like a little doll. You don't need in to shrink him. He's already doll. He's
0: weird. already the size.
4: He's already pretty small. <laughs> you can put him in your pocket already.
3: <laughs> yeah, he's 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 yeah he's beautiful. Yeah. Every time he's on the screen, I'm just like wow. Okay, and you and you drive car real fast and are millionaire. Can you imagine him in a good car? Can
2: you imagine him in a good car? Amazing. Uh, well, well, his yeah he, he will. I think he's gonna do very well this year. I do, genuinely. In the same shitty car? No, they changed the car.
0: No, they they don't change the car this year. They barely changed the cars this year because of COVID. They're almost the exact same cars this year. I think they had to make a few changes. They didn't do anything in the in the I think they they gave them like three things they could change. Like it was (gasps) it was not the normal amount of things you could change.
3: Um, yeah, they had, like, tokens they have to spend. Oh, yeah. and, and, like... no,
2: I thought they would fix the, the power issue. <laughs> well, I, I, think,
3: I think they did. I, I, well, I mean, they claim they have, so we'll see, right? But I think, I think they might be, like, kind of uh, kind of getting back okay. into a better position. Okay. But I don't, I don't think we're going to expect much once we... Uh, yeah. ba- based on what I heard on Shift F1, <laughs> shout out to sh- Shameless Pluck. Uh, yeah, I don't think we're going to see, like, dramatic improvements. But you never know, right? You never yeah. know.
2: Well, I mean, he got on the podium a few times, even in a piece of shit. Yeah. So
0: right. it's possible he'll do okay for himself. I just want to see him um, in a Mercedes. I just want to see what he does. You know, I, he would he would do quite well. <laughs> I think he
2: does. also
3: fr- yeah. French ass name too though. Charles Leclerc, oh, yes. I love <laughs> it. Yeah,
2: it's great. Yeah,
3: the way the way the announcers say it all the time, Charles, Charles Leclerc. Leclerc. Like, oh yeah, that sounds you know, good. That's
0: British
2: dude And say, it's sometimes great. he'll call himself yeah. Charles Leclerc, and sometimes he'll call yeah. himself Charles Leclerc. And it's I it's very cute both ways that he said yeah. it. he he does seem to have like I'll say this for him because he did do that that lovely little apology and like mm-hmm. uh congratulations like he he does seem to have somewhat of a cool head on his shoulders uh mm-hmm. especially for being very young. I think he's only like 23 as well. So
4: yeah. 25 I think. I looked oh, it up okay. uh because I felt bad about thinking he was that cute. Okay. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, all right.
2: All right. 25. All right.
4: Okay. Yeah, I think he's 25, but he looks younger. He, he looks oh, yeah. like. Oh, no, you're right. He's, I'm sorry. I'm wrong. Uh, He's 23. 23. Actually.
0: Oh, no. Yeah. I just started yeah. typing in Charles Leclerc. And he's Google. from
4: 1997.
0: And my suggested Google search for something I guess I have searched for before is Charles Leclerc cute. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Why
4: would you do this to me, Google? It's so cruel. Google had, uh, had it to tastes. own me like that. You had to do it oh to me. Oh my God. <laughs> I will, like, just low key before we wrap up the nose thing, I will include yes. Cyril in this. Oh, yes. Um, yes. Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. I think Cyril is low key hot, and yeah. I do not apologize for that. Like, it's just. How, I mean, yeah. I yeah.
0: He is. Otherwise, I would not have created quite as rich uh, a fantasy romance. (laughs) I mean, yeah. I mean, it wasn't that rich a fantasy romance. I can definitely go balls to the wall. I didn't. I was just a self contained, like, huh. Anyways. I'm so
2: proud, actually. Uh, I'm so happy about all of this. (laughs) We could probably talk for another six hours. Honestly. One day yes. I would love to rate their butts, but I know, I know, I know, I know.
3: You act like you're not editor in chief right? of Fanbite right? No.
2: If I wanted to rate the butts, I could. I could do Just whatever do it.
3: I want. <laughs> editor in
2: butts, you know, like that's me. That's that sounded wrong. Anyway, I feel <laughs> <volunteering>.
0: <laughs> they objectifying these talented athletes that them. Then I remember, like, I'm like, no, like. Yeah. they're all billion they're all like millionaires.
2: I feel okay <laughs> about it because they're very rich and like it doesn't feel gross to say they're hot, you know what I mean? Like it doesn't feel like I don't feel gross saying like oh these are these are beautiful human beings. Um probably because they're rich.
0: <laughs> probably <laughs> yeah. they're bred in weird rich person laboratories to be Sexy little mice who drive cars. Yeah. And it's like, good for Sorry, I'm looking at a bunch of pictures of Charlotte. (laughs) Uh,
3: Netflix, if you want to license that quote, uh, feel free to email us directly.
0: That's a back of the
2: box quote right there. You know, if this were ever to go on a box, it's never going to be on a box. That's
3: an accolades trailer right there. It's
0: honestly amazing to me that Lewis Hamilton is better looking than pretty much all of them. I
3: I can't even
2: believe it.
0: Congratulations, King. Late thirties, beautiful, beautiful human being. God,
4: he's and he's stylish gorgeous. too. Like he oh. just he looks like well groomed all the time. Like but he smells he's just,
0: amazing.
4: Oh I think like it smells so good. amazing. And you know Absolutely. it's a cruelty
0: free yeah. fragrance also. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. And his doggy loves it, you know?
2: Yeah. Like his dog likes it. Yeah. Oh, what a good
3: dog. Yeah, he hops out the car where he's been sweating for like an hour and a half, and he just ties up his hair, and he's like, "All right, where's the podium at? Wait, 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 I go this way. All right, cool, cool, cool." Oh, it's
1: like, so well, slick. What is
0: that? What is that beautiful flower? I was like, "Oh no, that's just a very sweaty Lewis Hamilton."
2: <laughs> 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 oh my god! I oh, what a like. All the aesthetics are beautiful. The cars are beautiful. The boys are beautiful. It's just beautiful to look at <laughs> at all times and to listen to and probably to smell, at least when it comes to Lewis Hamilton. Uh, but I know we have to wrap up. I honestly could talk about all this for many hours, but I appreciate so much having the time to talk with you all about something I just love and never thought I would love. So it's it's been a really a pleasure. Thank you all. Uh, and I will say thank you to the listeners, of course. Thank you, listeners. We hope you did enjoy your cinematic. And, and this time, uh, automobile mm. automatic,
1: Automatic.
2: It's automatic. Uh, journey with us. <laughs> be sure to rate and review our podcast if you have a moment. That helps us so very, very much, though. So. If you don't mind just taking that moment to do that, that would be great. If you could tell a friend, you know, perhaps tell a fellow EMT who spent too long in the bathroom, like, hey, what a, what a great thing. Uh, not just <laughs> not just Start, Drive to Survive, but also this great podcast. You love to see it. You can listen to all of our shows at fanbite.com slash podcasts. Uh, <clears throat> I always say that wrong. Podcasts. Follow us, of course, on Twitter at Fanbyte media on Instagram and TikTok at fanbite, and of course on fanbite.com. And you can watch all of our excellent streams on twitch.tv slash fanbite, uh, where we're currently doing Monday, Wednesday, Friday at 7.30 p.m. Thank you, Paul. You're here right now, Paul, but I'm also going to say thank you, Paul, for producing this show as well as co-hosting today.
1: <laughs> My pleasure.
2: <laughs> and uh, if you want to, you can join us on Discord at fanbite.caza. Next week, we have a very special episode 69 of this show Uh we're doing Point Break, and I'm very excited about it. I'm excited to do uh, episode if 69. If you liked this
0: episode of a thing about Formula One, you'll probably like the episode yeah. we do about
2: Point Break. Yeah, I think you're gonna like it. I think you're gonna like. It. I'm just gonna say, like, if you like this taste, this all, this is another taste that tastes great with it, <laughs> for sure. All right, so for my crew here, uh, I have been, of course, Danielle, uh, Paul. Do you want to tell people where they can find you online?
3: Yeah, sure. You can catch me in these streets drifting around <laughs> corners.
2: Skirt, skirt. Uh,
3: but you can find me on Twitter as well at Polymyo, P-O-L-I-M-S-N-Mario, A-Y-O. Awesome.
4: Fernanda, how about you? You can find me uh, on Twitter at Nanda Prates, Prates, however you want to say it. <laughs> it's P-R-A-T-E-S uh, underscore. And you can listen to me by my lonesome talking about fights uh, at best camp of my life in our noble podcast network and i should plug that because i don't know i'm supposed to promote myself please
2: do please do i want i want more people to listen to best camp as well because i think it's fucking awesome so thank you
4: take the suggestion people two amazing people have just told you to listen
2: (laughs) exactly and lb how about you where can we find you online Uh,
0: you can find me on twitter at hunk tears possibly marveling at what the ships are (laughs) <laughs> on the Formula One section on AO3, yes. yeah,
3: this is—I
0: would never, I never expected this, folks.
3: LB, I expect you to DM me some of those. Please. Yeah, <laughs> we cool. might we we need to share. We might
0: need to share over yeah. one thousand stories about Daniel Ricciardo and Max Verstappen. I am wow. the mind, like really, wow. that's like, wow, a thousand, over a thousand, <laughs>
2: wow.
3: You got to get to work, okay?
2: All right, well, I expect a full uh, book report on that, please, uh, on my desk by next Monday. Thank you. Thank you. All right, everybody, thank you so much. And with that, you love to see it.